Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Cilio. Middle of the week, huh? Here we are. Right? It's football season. And we are in the last true week for all these NFL teams to get their rosters together as we get ready for the first week of the NFL season. What do we got? College football this weekend, too. We're going to talk a little bit about the college game this weekend, too. As it starts, it's crazy. And, I mean... Everything right now is just rolling up on us. And, you know, I said this last night on my national radio show, and I'm going to start my show off today by talking to everyone that's watching us right now. Shows like this are so needed. With all the things that are going on in the world right now and all the division we have, the greatest thing on the planet is sports. It's truly one of the only things that's remaining that galvanizes us those. How, how, how many how many things do you know where you can go into a stadium and you can go into that stadium and there's 65 to 75,000 people in that stadium and nobody cares about the politics, nobody cares about anything, anything except their Civic Pride team, right? That's why we can all come here. You know, by the way, I threw out so much love for our show yesterday because we disagreed on many things. But at the end of the show, we were all shaking hands going, I'll see you tomorrow, Big Sales. And I love that, man. It truly means a lot to me. So thank you for coming aboard. We're going to get into some news, and I got to tell you something. By the way, we're going to do something today concerning the Philadelphia Eagles. And we're going to go through some of the schedules of other teams as we go into the week. But we're going to look at the schedule for the uh, Eagles, because yesterday I had some people saying 2-0 start, 4-0 start. So we really appreciate that. Before we get going, I want to get some news. Joey B, thanks for coming aboard. He's right. The Denver Broncos, we said it yesterday, they should go with Teddy Bridgewater, and they have. They named him a starter. Man, if you're Drew Locke, you're, your career light just about faded in Denver now. Okay? They made a commitment with you. It's not working. 
you are not going to be the starter. They brought Bridgewater in, who's been kind of like a journeyman the last couple of years. This guy's been on three different teams in four years. Minnesota, the, the Saints, Carolina. Now he's in Denver, and he's your starter. Crazy. But I think it's the right move. Vic Fangio's got to win games, man. Trevor Lawrence was named the starter. Not that that was a big deal, okay? Everyone knew that he was going to be named the starter. That was going to be something that everybody was going to look forward to. That's one of the reasons why Urban Meyer took the gig. Hungry Python, thank you very much for watching every day. What we're doing here also is, listen, I said this yesterday, and we're going to continue to do this. Guys, if you have a comment, we'll hit on it. You guys are content. This is how we're turning the show over to you guys, okay? Look, every single day, I put about 60 things together, okay, to talk about. My boy Krause knows we're one of the most prepared people you can have. This is all my, all my notes for today. But you guys may take me into a different position or into a different area. And so that's what we're going to start doing here. How many times have you tuned on shows? I was just talking to Krause about this. Hey, Diller, thanks, man. I'm the starter. <laughs> hey, listen, had some fun times yesterday. My daughter, by the way, says thanks for throwing my uh, name out there, Dad, and throwing me under the bus. Yeah, well, I told her I wanted to give her some, like, dating tips. She said, don't ever talk to me about dating tips, Dad, please. You've been married for 33 years. You're dead. How you doing? All right, so we appreciate everybody. Okay. Now, this is going to get a little bit salty for some of you guys, especially the Eagle dudes. Okay. I'm going to look at every single game, and you tell me. And By the way, I traditionally don't do this. Like, put a number of wins here. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down the list here because I keep seeing people on the internet. Damn, 4-0, they'll start out. You really think this football team's going to start 4-0? You think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to start 4-0? Guys, okay, okay. Before I get started, I want to tell you who's on the show today. We, and by the way, I'll ask one of our guests the question, okay? I'll ask the guests this question. New tradition? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of what this is. This is a new tradition. Instead of just doing, hey, well, let's take a look at the, the Detroit Lions. That's not going to – whatever you guys want to hit on, we're going to hit on. We're going to have Dave Wanstat from Fox Sports, former Miami Dolphins and also former Chicago Bears head football coach. He's going to join us. That will be at the bottom of the hour. Then at the top of the hour at 5 o'clock Eastern time, we'll talk to Mike Quick, part of the broadcast team from WIP, who covers the Philadelphia Eagles. So we'll get his thoughts. Hey, I learned a lesson yesterday, right? Some of the things that I said, Ryan Baldinger completely went nostrils. That old line's better than you think, dude. It's better than you think. I was just talking to my boy Krause about it. Hey, man, the, uh, this kid Milana, the former rugby player, they're saying, I, and I actually asked about him. Okay. I mean, people were going like, Dan, this guy here is a freakazoid. He's going to be the best player in the NFL at that position. And I'm like this, man. Trent Williams right now in San Francisco is that guy at the tackle position. And you're telling me this guy's better than him? He goes, yeah, I think he's going to be better than the guy. So I was like this. Okay. I take majority of you guys' opinions on this, especially guys like Brian Baldinger. Okay. 
Let's do this. Let's start it out here. September 12th. I'm going to take a look at the I'm going to take a look at this Falcons game here in a second here, but I want to make sure we underscore this. We're going to do this with a couple other teams too. We'll probably do the Cowboys tomorrow. We'll probably stay in the NFC East tomorrow to take a look at their schedule too. So we're going to do the Eagles today. And they do start out on September 12th with the Atlanta Falcons. Here's the issue with the Falcons. The Falcons have a hell of a quarterback in Matt Ryan. Now you bring in this kid, Kyle Pitts, from Florida. I think that offense is going to score a lot of points. Okay? They're going to throw the ball a lot. They're going to have to run the football, and they're going to have to to move the chains and keep that other side of their football team off the field because I do not believe their defense is good enough to win ball games in the NFL. I, I, I do not, okay? I do not believe that. So I look at this first game here against Atlanta. This is what the Eagles have to do against them. You have to establish the run. Make no mistake about that. You don't want to put your you don't want to put your team in a position where you're three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, and you look like a ballet routine. So I would say this to you. Do we do we all agree? I'm gonna go W L and ties. Because last year we were four eleven and one. I do think the Eagles get out of the gate. It would be a big upset if the Eagles dropped that opener. Okay. If they drop that opener. It is on the road, though. Okay, it is at Atlanta. And always the home team gets three points. So I would say this to you. Eagles get out to a 1-0 start. I'm going to give that to you and concede that to you. Then they host San Francisco in the second week of the season on September 19th. The 49ers are a great roster. You know, I, I, I think as long as Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't turn the ball over, He's had a great win percentage. They play great defense. They're physical at the point of attack. I think the home opener for the Eagles, I think the 49ers win this football game. I think the 49ers. So, first two weeks of the season, the Eagles are out to a one-and-one start. Do we we agree to that at least? You don't believe that you think they could beat the San Francisco 49ers. It is a home game. San Francisco does have to travel east. That's harder than you think, but know this. I've always said this, too. I think it's always easier for teams from the West Coast to travel to the East Coast and East Coast, West Coast. That time difference when you're going back in time and you're playing them 10 o'clock on your clock games, okay, I always think that that is an issue, especially for the East Coast teams. So I don't really think it's going to – and probably – You'll see Kyle Shanahan take them out earlier in the week to get them a little bit acclimated to the practice schedules too. So you'll probably see them come out a little bit earlier. I like San Francisco this year. I think San Francisco has a shot to win that NFC West. And I actually think the NFC West is the best division in all of the NFL. Then you're at Dallas in week three. Okay. Guys see hard knocks last night? Did you guys see hard knocks? I'll tell you this about the Cowboys. We'll have Dave wants that. Dave wants that won three Super Bowls as defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. He's at the bottom of the hour. Let me say this to you, man. 
I, I, I just, without a question, they, that team's pampered. That team is pampered. There is no way that Jimmy Johnson would have tolerated all the luxuries that the Cowboy guys get. Uh, you know, I, I'll tell you a great story about Thousand Oaks when Coach Johnson, when he went out to um, California for his first camp, I was there. I was a member of the Cowboys. And Jimmy looks over at everybody and goes, where the hell is the heat? There's no damn heat here. What's going on? Oh, my God, he hated he hated Thousand Oaks, not because it wasn't beautiful. He just hated it because you know why? It was too cool. He just hated it. And the Cowboy guys, man, I mean, look, I'm not going to call them soft or anything, but I will say this. That stuff looked awful pampering. And when you're in training camp, man, you got to fight like you're in one of them old boxing gyms or like, you know, you you you, you want to go back to the old school ways of doing things, man, to build the mentality up. I don't know. So Dallas, at Dallas, are the Eagles as good as the Dallas Cowboys? The quarterback is on the side of the Cowboys. There's no question Dallas has a better offense than the Philadelphia Eagles. The defense, on the other hand, if you're relying on Randy Gregory to be your star, you have no stars on defense. And the Eagles have people on defense. Like you guys convinced me yesterday about your front four. I don't believe in your linebackers. But I will say this. I think your, I think your front four is better than what I thought. I didn't realize they were second and second or third in sacks last year. It's pretty good. But you got after people, and that defensive line was decimated, right? Star says Mika, per- Mika Parsons from Penn State. Kid's a good player. Star, I agree with you. He's an addition, though. And know that and the thing that probably plays into Parsons joining the Cowboys is because they're now bringing in Dan Quinn, right? And everybody has to learn a new system. And so when you're learning a new system, he's learning a new system. Remember, he played all those years at Penn State. This is a brand new deal for him here to learn this defense. Are they upgraded? I said this, and Starr made the point about Parsons being added to the defense. He was their top draft choice um, in this past NFL draft. I thought they needed a corner, okay? I thought they wanted Sertan. That's who the guy I think that they wanted. Okay. I, I, I personally think they wanted the defensive back. Okay. But they ended up with the linebacker. They need linebackers. Nine guys off that Cowboy defense needed to be replaced. There was even conversation today. People asked the question to Jerry and Stephen Jones. Um, are you going to cut Jalen Smith? You just gave Jalen Smith two years ago a bag of money. And you're talking about cutting the guy? because he's not living up to the value. There's a couple guys on that football team. Yeah, they 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 needed they needed sec But then again, I'll say this to you too, guys. The Eagles needed a lot of help in the secondary. They still need a lot of help in the secondary. So, when you need a lot of help in the secondary and you're going against an injured Dak, how injured is he? I think the Cowboys have kept that under wraps pretty good. He's missed significant time, though. Are they just going to unleash him in, you know, 
at the start of the regular season. And I, I, I don't personally know how hurt he is. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, the injury history, I agree with you. Now, to get to the Cowboys, what do you guys think? Let me ask you guys first. Cowboys, Eagles. See, and, and, no, and, and, and do me a favor. This is where I'm going. Who's got more talent? Let's do that because I hate doing the one-loss thing, but I'm keeping score here on how we look at the rosters, though. Do the Eagles have a better roster than Atlanta? I believe they do. Do the Eagles have a better roster than the 49ers? I don't believe you do. Do the Eagles have a better roster than the Dallas Cowboys? Boy, do you have receivers that match up with CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper? I don't think so. Some would go, we just drafted Devontae Smith. That's incomplete. You don't know what the kid's going to look like. You see what the kid from LSU right now is doing? In Cincinnati, I mean, he's dropping everything on the uh, – Jamar Chase is dropping everything under the sun, man. I mean, he's got a problem with confidence right now, and I'm not saying Devontae has that. I'm not, I'm not even throwing that in there, but you never know with young guys. So, Cowboys. Cowboys are going to win against the Eagles. Just my Cowboys have better roster, but we will win. So, you think there's a split – Okay, how about we do this then? I'm going to put a loss here on this one here because it's at Dallas. So the Eagles start out one and two. Is that fair? It's at Dallas. Got to give the team the home field. Usually that favors three points. Just don't start. Yeah, hey, that's a great comment. By the way, we're... Anything you guys want to bring up, but I got a boatload of stuff too to hit. Hey, Dave wants that's going to join us at the bottom of the hour as well. Clinton just said something really great. Just don't start off week one being a total debacle. That is such a great comment. Hey, Krause, put Clinton's up there so people can see it. That is such a mind thing right there. That is so good, Clinton, because that sets the tone for the year. Clinton is right. Don't piss on yourself in week one. Don't do that. You can't have that. Because even if you lose the game, don't get beat up. Don't get your mind, you know what I mean? Smashed. You so don't want to do that. By the way, we're doing this now too. We're adding this to the component. You guys are also going to ask uh, interviews or the people that we interview, you guys are going to be able I'm going to pick a couple questions from you guys. I got Wanstead at the bottom of the hour. You guys want to hit on anything? Ask him about the Eagles. Um, ask him about any NFL team. You can do that. Mike Quick also. That'll be at 5 p.m. Eastern time. You can ask him a question. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to say this. Let's, let, let's give that a loss because I actually like that, a split. Okay, I do. Kansas City at the link. Let's just be candid here. Who's got the better roster here? Okay. That's one and three, folks. Okay, the first quarter poll of the season, we're talking one and four. 
I had guys yesterday saying that the Eagles were going to start 4-0. Come on now. Okay. You don't have a cake schedule. Okay. San Francisco, Dallas, Kansas City. That's, that, that's not an easy open. Okay. That's not an easy open. Kansas City gets that. Do we not agree? Okay. October 10th, Carolina at Carolina. Okay. Carolina now has a new quarterback. Sam Darnold is now the quarterback and not Teddy Bridgewater. They're getting Christian McCaffrey back. They've got some weapons at the wide receiver core. My question will be their defense. That plays into helping Jalen. I personally don't think they're very strong in the secondary. I think the Eagles can go on the road here. And I think they can win this ball game here. Okay. I, I think they can win this ball game. So Carolina game. I think you have a better, I think the Eagles have a better roster than Carolina. And and by the way, as much as I was saying this yesterday to you guys about the Eagles and their and their roster, Brian Baldinger has been around the team pretty much the entire camp. And we had a great conversation even off air last night. He said, Sills, it's better than you think. So I got two and three right now with the Carolina game. Then you got Tampa. Okay. Okay. That's two and four. Do we not agree? That's two and four. Okay. Know this. You're not out of the race in the East still. You're not out of the race, but you're probably near the bottom of the East. So you're two and four. By the way, I'm talking about rosters. What roster do you think is better? Okay. And, and, and for the record, we could see injuries early on. This could change this whole dynamic. I mean, watch this. If Tom Brady gets hurt in Tampa, I still think Tampa's roster is better. They got pro bowlers everywhere on that team. The entire team's coming back from, you know, winning a Super Bowl. They're a good unit. Do I think Kyle Trask is the guy that could pick up the mail and, and win some ball games? I don't know that. Then you've got at the Raiders. I personally do not believe the Raiders are a good team. I think Derek Carr is a good football player. But I think the I think the Raider defense is atrocious. I mean, I just do not believe in the Raiders when it comes to um their their defense. They haven't been able to get people on the ground in five years. They just reached out to Chicago again. Did you see this? They reached out to Chicago and trying to get Khalil Mack back. You're like, what? They're gonna try to fleece you if you do that. Personally, for me, I think the Raiders are going to walk back. He's 19 and 29 as a head coach in Las Vegas. I mean, I got to give this to the Eagles here. They're a better roster, in my opinion, than the Raiders. Okay, that's three and four. You're in the room. You guys are in the room here. You're not out of anything. You're three and four. And we're getting closer to the halfway point. Okay? 
And then you got Detroit on the other side of this. And Detroit, it's in Detroit. You have a better roster than the Lions do. Who doesn't? So going into the halfway mark, you're four and four. At least talent-wise. Four and four? You're, you're not out of anything, especially when we're talking about the additional game being added. All right. I'm going to stop there. We're, we're at the Lions game, okay? I'm going to ask Dave Wanstatt some questions. 17 games this season, absolutely, Star. I'm going to ask him what he thinks of the Eagles. I'm going to ask him what he thinks of the NFC East. I'm going to ask him what he thinks of the news of the day and also about HBO's Hard Knocks. Hang tight and keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com.
Welcome back to the National Football Show. Dan Cilio here. Just Mike. Yeah, Dan Campbell's going to have him chewing on kneecaps. Okay. Got a WWE head coach there in Detroit. They might be improved. Chris Spielman's involved with it. By the way, his brother Rick Spielman's also the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings. So, I mean, there's a lot of football love in that family there. But I I will say this. By the way, Dave Wonstadt's going to join us here in a couple minutes. So look, you're there at the you're there at the halfway point and you're at eight and eight. That's pretty good here, man. That's better than what I thought. Again, I'm matching up rosters here. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at rosters. And I don't see I, Brian thinks you guys are deep because you played a boatload of kids last year. And you got an opportunity to um, see other players a year ago that may benefit this year when it comes to your depth. And and Baldinger's around the team all the time. So I'm taking Brian's word for it here. After that Detroit game, by the way, we may cut away to go to Dave Wanstead. I'll ask Dave right out of the gate, too, what he thinks his thoughts are with the Eagles right out of the gate here, too. Play the Chargers. Uh, The Chargers are at home, okay? You get them at your place. They got to fly across the country. I don't think you have a better roster than the L.A. Chargers. I just don't. The quarterback is one of the guys that I think could win the MVP award this year. I think that guy is a great talent. And by the way, I stood next to him. I posted a picture on my website and my Twitter page. That dude is at least 6'7". He is a horse. He's He's big like Cam Newton. Big giant dude, man. I got to go like this, man. I'm, I'm going to say this. I think there's five. I, I think you now have a loss with that Charger team there because personally, I I absolutely love Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert's a hell of a football player. And then again, we'll throw this back into the conversation here. I'll say this too. You know, it is a first-year head football coach and Brandon Staley there. How he acts as a head football coach will also determine whether or not that team has success this year. Okay? I, I, I still think that they need to get a little bit more in the running game, do the Chargers to help out Justin Herbert. But the Bosa kid on the other side, Joey Boza, uh, they get that Derwin James kid back. That Derwin James kid is a stud. He is a stud. I believe he went to Florida State, if I'm not mistaken. He is a hell of a football player. That's a really good roster. That Charger roster's good. I'm a fan of what, by the way, we had Tom Telesco on the program here, who's the general manager of the Los Angeles Chargers. You can go back into the archives and take a look at that interview, what he said about the roster, what he said about Justin Herbert, Brandon Staley too. So go back and take a look at that on the Jacob Media Channel. We talked to the general manager of the Chargers. It was a couple weeks ago we did that. He is a he's a heck of a talent evaluator, in my opinion. Really does a fine job at, you know, evaluating the talent there. Um, so I got you after the Charger game here. I'm looking at four and five. You're still in a conversation. You're still there, especially in the East. Right? Now, this is also, I'm putting a lot into that Jalen Hurts is going to play well here, okay? There, there's, there's no trending 
There's no trending um, information that I can take to that. Okay? All right. We're going to cut it off right there at the Chargers. And I got to tell you something here. Last night, I was watching Hard Knocks last night. I, I'm going to tell a Dave Wants That and Jimmy Johnson story. Here we go, Coach. I appreciate it. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell everybody a story here. So we show up to Thousand Oaks our first time to go out there to start practice. I got to get a better connection here. Okay, Coach, can you hear us? Let's see if we can work on this here, there. Let's see if we can get a better connection here. Coach, you there? Okay. Yeah, let me Coach, see if I can get one, too. Hold on. Okay, let's see if we can get a better connection here. So I got to tell the story here. Okay? So we go out to Thousand Oaks. And Jimmy, Jimmy's like, I mean, again, I saw this on Hard Knocks last night. This new palace that they have, how they pamper the players, how they give everything to the guys. Holy cow. It was so over the top. I was like, hey, Jerry does this. Jerry kind of shares some of his wealth to his players with these great facilities. That stadium in Arlington, Jerry's world is sensational where the Cowboys practice. Hey, even the facility that I practiced at was damn good when, you know, I first got to Dallas and Coach Landry was still there. And then Jimmy and Dave and all those guys rolled into the room. I I, I got to tell you guys, man, the Cowboys have always been the front runners when it comes to really having the best facilities in the NFL. Hey, and not every place. You know, you're you're hearing some of the conversations that are going on in Jacksonville right now. When it comes to those facilities, hey coach, how you doing? I'm good, Danny. Yep, sorry, coach. I'm my daughter at my daughter's house here trying to get a best connection. I think I'm pretty good right now. I'm going to tell a story, coach, and this is with you and Jimmy Johnson. And get this: so we go out to Thousand Oaks, clean for Keep the it first legit. time. What's that? We don't want any NCAA coming after us. So keep it. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is what this is what Coach said. Okay. When, when, when Coach felt the weather at Thousand Oaks, he went, "No, no, 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 no." All you guys were like, "Where the hell's the heat?" No, this is this is a country club. I watched Hard Knocks last night. I was like, Coach Johnson, Coach Wanstead, Butch and them guys would never be going for any of this. That's one thing, Coach, that you guys did to the players. I had Tony Casillas on the other day. He said you guys didn't have a real good game on special teams. You guys made the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, run down on special teams. It, you guys made it uncomfortable. Is that one of the things that you think that could be an issue in Dallas, too, that, hey, as great an owner as Jerry is, he doesn't really make it tough on the players there. Well, you know, they have improved all the facilities since we were there, Dan. If you remember, our dining hall was a locker room. So a guy would be, I remember going in there and, and, and getting some spaghetti or hamburgers or something and turned around and some guy just walked out of the shower. You know what I mean? I had a big plate of food. I mean, it's it, uh, it, it just, and, and we didn't think anything of it. You remember those days. We and So the facilities were were obviously not up to what they are today, but but. I don't know. You know, I, I just think that the situation at Dallas today is a lot like it was with the Raiders with Al Davis. The players know, the coaches know, 
that the buck stopped with Jerry. The buck stopped with Al. And when we were there, the buck stopped with Jimmy. And so I, I think that mentality of, uh, hey, I'm on the field with this guy. I'm sitting in the meetings with this guy. He's the boss. He's the guy that, that I got to perform if, if it's going to work out, not a guy sitting at the end of the hall. So I think that's the biggest challenge that Mike McCarthy has and Jason Garrett has and everybody has been the head coach there since Jimmy, really. Coach, let me take you into a city that you live in, and that's Chicago here, and I want to ask you a question. I watched Mitchell Trubisky roll in to Chicago, and I went like this, Coach. That kid looked like a first-rounder, and I didn't realize it until right there, Coach. I think it truly is where you land as a player. I mean, Sean McDermott, the best coaching probably that Josh Allen has had since his high school days, and maybe even before that, is probably in Buffalo. It's turned him around. I watched Trubisky play. He was the best quarterback on the field. And I went like this. He's better than – he played better than Justin Fields. He played better than Andy Dalton. How much is that of a reflection of Matt Nagy and the pressure on him? Because, Coach, I mean, that guy looked I – I know it's against twos and threes. I get that. But he looked like a different player out there. And it just looked like coaching to me. Am I off base? Well, uh, no. I agree with you, Danny, 100%. And – I do two radio shows, as you know, and one TV show during the week in Chicago before I head out to L.A. to do my real job with Fox Sports. And so I'm pretty close to the situation. I've been to the Bears practices. I talked to the coaches. I talked to the equipment guys. We're still there when I was there. And, and, and really, I was in the minority last year. I am on record of saying, give me Mitch Trubisky with a top five or top 10 defense and good special teams. And he'll get you to the playoffs every year. I think the kid, I know the kid is committed. He works his tail off. He was great, you know, in the locker room and off the field. He did, there was never a problem. But it comes down to what you're saying, the system that you're in. And I'll tell you this right now, and and I'm a friend of Matt Nettie's, but I am saying this publicly, you better do what Justin Fields can do best. And you better use that defense and you better use David Montgomery in that running game. Because if you get into, I'm going to send five receivers out every play and we're going to throw the ball around and gimmick people. I, you're, you're going to get on the same road with Justin Fields as you went with Mitch Trubisky. I, I really hope that doesn't happen. But uh, to me, you know, what you're saying is, is true. I mean, you know, players, you, you, you got to get guys that if you take guys, they got to be able to fit into your system. And if they can't fit into your system, then you got to, you got to adjust your system to get the most out of them. I mean, players, players win games, uh, not coaches. And you got to make sure that you put your players in position to win for you. Coach, I said this the other day, the bears haven't had an all pro quarterback since Sid Luckman in 1950. Yeah, I mean, it's just been a graveyard of quarterbacks and the way that they evaluate people there in that organization, or maybe more so than anything um, in the front office. And I, and I'm just going to tell you everybody out there, just something about you guys. When I went from Miami and all those legendary coaches and the assistant coaches, I'm talking about alongside of Jimmy and no disrespect to Ray. Okay. Ray Perkins and those guys, the drop off in coaching from one staff to the next and how you guys 
there was never negative things said to us, coach. It was always like this. You're either going to do it or guess what? You're going to go home. And everybody kind of yeah. knew where we were in the room. But there was this attitude that you guys had compared to this. And I'll never forget it, coach. It's really where I landed. And I just went, man, I can't believe the losing mentality that people have here. How do you fight that, coach? Because you guys fought that one in 15 when you went from my when you went from Miami. How did you fight that not to succumb to that? Well, you know, you know, I and, and I gotta give Jimmy credit because we were oh and something that first year. It might have been been 0 and 5 0 and 6 and we had just played the kansas city chiefs and and marty schottenheimer was the head coach and they beat us up pretty bad and i remember watching their tape on defense because i was just trying to learn and see what they were doing and and i remember saying to jimmy i i, I remember this like yesterday and i've said this to assistant coaches in my you know 17 years of being a head coach i i said and I said to Jimmy, you know, you see they're playing this 3-4 defense, Jimmy. Do you think that this 4-3, you know, I mean, look what's happening here. I mean, are we missing something? And he says, Dave, let me tell you something. Nobody knows that 4-3 that we run better than we do. So just keep – you keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to get players that fit into our scheme, and we're going to win because we know our scheme, and we know how to coach the players in this scheme. And when we eventually got it going, they they named it the College 4-3. And that was the defense that you played in, Danny, at Miami, and that we took to Dallas. So, you know, Jimmy, he he really believed that we got to get players to fit in to the scheme that we can do, and then we're going to coach them. And, and I, I'm working with my grandson. He's 13 years old, and he's going to be a big lineman. And I found myself the other day, I woke up the next Morning, got my back was sore, my knee, and I, I'm trying to remember what. As I'm teaching him, I'm getting in a three-point stance myself. I'm 69 years old, but my point is this: that I always believed, and Jimmy believed, and Butch Davis and Tony Wise. If we couldn't get down there, it, it, you know, coaching is teaching and showing and working with the guys and sweating with them. It's not saying let's run as many plays as we can. And then we'll watch the film and we'll tell you what you're doing wrong on the film, Danny. You know what I mean? How many times did Butch Davis line up and show you a rip or swim? Oh. You know what I mean? And and they, oh, yeah. we're not doing it like you guys are doing it. But there's just the mentality that we're in there with you. You know, and I think that whole part of coaching nowadays, it's uh, there's a big part that guys love coaching from the computer and behind the, the, the screens. And, you know, and, and that's you run the plays and we'll correct it off a of film. You know, I don't know. It's it's a little bit different. And I think that extra teaching that we tried to do and those fundamentals and doing it right and getting good quality reps, I think that made the difference. Uh, it's just my opinion. Oh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll tell everybody. Coach that used to start our practices off. And the first 15 minutes of our practice, maybe 20 minutes of our practice, was pursuit drill. And we got in that pursuit drill, and Coach, you threw that <laughs> ball, and every guy had a run to the damn ball. One time you put Tony Weiss out there, we smacked him around a little bit, and all coaches were out there running around. Oh, absolutely not. And the legendary Canes G defense that you guys created, yep. you took it to the Dallas Cowboys, and no question about it, man, turned out to be the number one defense in the NFL when you guys were there. Let me get into the Eagles and go into the NFC East. 
Coach, there's a lot of conversation going on. I had Brian Baldinger on with me yesterday, and he's a little bit more optimistic about the Eagles this year. How do you see that roster? And that's what I tell people. I don't want you to put wins because you can't do that because of the war of attrition. But when you look at their roster, are they deep enough to compete? Are they good enough at the quarterback position to compete this year in that division? Well, you know, in every position, and you know this, Danny, if you're on an NFL roster, you got enough ability to play and you can win on any given week. Uh, so you put the wins and losses aside, but I, I hope Jalen Hurts can be a successful NFL quarterback. I have my doubts. And last year when he started that first game and he played lights out, you know, Carson Wentz was out of Philly and Jalen Hurts was the guy. Next week, the guy turned it over, you know, threw picks, put balls on the ground, made bad decisions, and and it was no difference. Uh, I'll say this, Jalen Hurts is, I would love to have him on my team. I would, whatever business you're in, hire Jalen Hurts, and he's going to make your business and your company better because the kid is is hard a worker. He's a great kid, high character, you know, a, t- a leader. So he's got all the intangibles, but I don't know if he's good enough to to be an NFL quarterback. I I I, I have big question marks there. When you're questioning your quarterback, uh, I think that's a real concern, and that's how I put the Eagles. I. Uh, they're a big question mark in my mind. I mean, you got a new head coach, you got an unproven quarterback, and then you start getting into the rest of the roster. Coach, if you're in New England, do you start Mac Jones or do you start Cam Newton? You, you know what? I uh, I know exactly what Bill Belichick, I know Bill pretty well, and I know exactly what he's done. I remember talking to Bill Parcells about this. And I've used this in front of the players at the Dolphins. I remember talking to Jason Taylor because it was a big thing of when is a guy had enough training camp and preseason and what when are you ready to pull back the reins? And I listened to Belichick talk the other day, and what he was saying was, we're not gonna we're not gonna anoint and give Mac Jones the starting job until he shows me our coaches, the rest of this team, that he is a better player. There ain't going to be none of this. We're going to build for the future. I'm going to play him because he's young and this and that. And and I remember we were in training camp about a week, and I told our team, I says, hey, guys, you're going to be in there taking reps. I don't care if you're an all-pro Jason Taylor or if you're a rookie until I see you play at a level that you're capable of playing. And it was about – a week later, Jason Taylor was doing things be- as good or better than he did the year before. So all of a sudden, I start taking him out of the drills, getting less reps. He's getting some rest. And I said, and, and some of the other vets were saying, what's going on? I said, hey, your play is not where it needs to be. Everybody's got to get to that level. Then we know we're ready. And I think I know that's what Bill was talking about. He says, right now, Cam has picked his game up. He's improved on things. And he's playing at the highest level. And I'm going to play the best guy. So I think it's going to be Cam unless something happens. Now, they're going against the Giants right now before their last preseason game. So these practices might be more important than the game because they're going to, they're going to have 
two-minute drills, and they're going to have balls where he's going to be forced to throw it under blitz drills, you know, like this. So he's going to get a real good evaluation of, of both these guys. And this may make a little separation. It may not. But if it doesn't, Cam's the guy in my mind. Coach, two last questions for you here. Um, you know, the things that I'm hearing from you all the time are trust. And maybe that's one of the reasons why in New Orleans that Sean Payton's waiting until Saturday to name his quarterback. Because, look, there's no – when I watch – Jameis Winston play, and I watch Tyson Hill play, or I watch Teddy Bridgewater, who was just named a starter in Denver, and I watch Drew Locke. I'm just wondering how much, or even go back with Jimmy and Troy and Steve Walsh. How much of that do you coaches go through when they go, I don't know. There's just something about him. I trust him more. You see that going on in Pittsburgh now with Dwayne Haskins. Haskins looks great, but I don't know Mike Tomlin trusts him yet. How much does that play into the evaluation, too, when you're – especially at that position, when you're going to name a quarterback? Yeah. Oh, I do I trust a, that guy yeah. to hang, hang on to my team? Yeah, I think a lot. And, uh, uh, you know, that position should be the easiest one. We were always talking about you and your other compadres on the defensive line if we trusted any of you guys. But that was <laughs> normal. That was normal at that position. Well, you guys didn't trust all, me and Jerome guys, and Stubbs? You, you guys are all crazy. No, I mean, we did. You know that. I'm kidding you. But, but you know, trusting a, a, a crazy defensive lineman, a wild man like yourself, as compared to a quarterback who's the face of your team and, and has to touch the ball. There's only one, you know, he touches the ball every play and has more of an impact on the outcome than anybody. Uh, you cannot have any type of lack of trust in my mind and i and i can see what these coaches are going through i mean you know they he wants Jameis winston's got the most ability there's no question about that but you know he's had some silliness in his career going back to florida state and sean payton knows that and he's just i think he's hoping and praying has he really grown up we'll see i mean i think i think baker mayfield has you know a lot of these situations you say oh the guy never changes and probably most of the time they don't, in all honesty. But there are I think Baker Mayfield has really done a great job for whatever reason of of of, of getting I don't want to say more serious, but but just kind of getting on track with the NFL way and trying to win. Coach, I'll leave you with this. How many times do you sit there when we're going through inside drill and Jimmy's famous inside drill one on one and you you're looking at me and Jerome and Stubbs and you go like this. How could I ever trust these guys? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at these two guys. And by the way, you two guys in the middle, I could eat a bowl of soup off your head. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we can do it. No, we might not be able to trust you to uh, to turn your test in on time or go to class on time. But we could hey, when the ball was snapped and I used oh, yeah. to say when the ball was in the air, we trusted you. We knew what was coming, and so did everybody else. And and. Uh, and a defensive line, that's all you got to worry about. Quarterback's a little different story. <laughs> hey, Coach, like you said, you I remember you telling somebody one time, you go, the reason we don't blitz a lot is because we had 55 sacks from those front four guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you taking time for me. Thank you, Coach. Anytime, Danny. Love you, buddy. Bye-bye. You bet. I love you too, Coach. Coach Dave wants that. We'll take a brief time out. We'll get to some of your thoughts. I know some of you guys have posted. You hear what he said about Jameis Winston? 
You hear what he said about Jalen Hurts? He just doesn't think he has the ability to be a star in this league. We'll hit on that. My quick top of the hour. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Silvio. Here in a couple minutes, we'll talk to Mike Quick. How about the fact that coach doesn't believe that Jalen Hurts has enough ability to be a starting quarterback in the NFL? That is the big caveat, and that's, you know, we're going over the upcoming 2021 schedule for the Eagles, and, you know what, I'm taking into consideration 
that he's going to play well. And Mr. Wink says, hey, Jalen played his best game against Arizona. Well, Arizona's defense now with Chandler Jones and now with J.J. Watt, that's going to be a pretty good-looking football team on that other side of the football. Um, yeah, so, I mean, without a doubt here, one of the things is um, that we have to sit here and make sure that we get this thing done here so that we're understanding um, that they're going to be able to see Jalen Hurts is going to be a guy that's going to be a star here. Hey, we got to take a brief time out. Mike Twick, just text me. We'll get back with you here. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life. Count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com.
Cancelio National Football Show. Waiting on Mike Quick here. We just sent him the link here. Hopefully we're going to be able to catch up to him. He says he doesn't have it yet. So hopefully we're able to get connected here and have a conversation with part of the broadcast team for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, yeah, no, I I think there's no question about it that the bottom line here is whether or not Jalen's going to be the guy that's going to be able to go forward here and be the guy that's going to be able to carry this football team. There's no question that they went out, they got Devontae Smith, they got somebody that's comfortable with him. They got somebody that he's familiar with, his skill set. And like like Dave wants that just said, Dave just said, you know, end of the day here, this is a guy that you want on your roster. This is why the Eagles drafted him in the first place in the second round. They drafted him in the second round before a reason. They did this as a seatbelt here. Okay? And... We are in a position right now to see what he's going to do when it comes to carrying this football team, if he can do this or not. Look, they put a lot into him. And when you're drafting a guy in the second round like that, that is a gigantic move when it comes to being in a position, okay, um, to put up a second round draft choice for that. There is no question about it. That is a big time pick and um we're, we're looking right now to see whether or not he's going to be the guy and then you got to look at with Nick Sirianni Nick Sirianni is a guy that knows how to handle veteran quarterbacks is he going to be able to handle um you know coaching a very young football player here you know he hasn't still named them yet as a starting quarterback um and so at the end of the day here we're going to find out a lot here in the first four games of the season. Um, I, I would say this to you. Um, you know what? I personally think it's going to be a very interesting season coming up for the Eagles. Let's go over to our friend here, Mike Quick. We really appreciate him coming aboard. And, Mike, I want to start the show off by doing this. I appreciate you stepping in. Let me show this here to you. What do you got there? See, it says Jerome Brown oh, on it. Oh, sweet. there you go hey man thanks thanks so much for joining us here mike we had brian baldinger on with us yesterday yep and he you know he's very optimistic about some of the things that the eagles did a year ago because they played a lot of young guys and he was more under the aspect that he thinks their offensive line is going to be better than what people believe he thinks their front four on defense is going to be better than what people think this is really all going to come down to the quarterback play this year, isn't it? So I, I think you're exactly right, Dan. If you, um, I like Balding's assessment, and he knows offensive linemen uh, well, much better than I. But when you look at Nate Herbig and all the snaps that he got last year, Sua Petta, Jack Driscoll, you know, young guys like that, and they got an opportunity to play a lot of snaps, um, I think it just makes for a strong offensive line. None of these guys are the starters. And then also at the left tackle spot, um, I just think there's so much talent on this offensive line. When you look at, you know, you start in the middle with, with Kelsey and you got Brooks and you got Lane Johnson and you got, you know, you got some aging guys, but extremely talented guys. But when and if one of those guys go down, you have these guys that had so much time on the field last year that you're comfortable that they can step in now and you don't miss a beat. 
The offensive line, I think, is going to be one of the better O-lines in football. It really boils down to the quarterback and quarterback play because I'll take it a step further. The wide receivers, they're young, but they're so talented, so gifted. And the group of running backs that they'll line up this year all have different skill sets, all very talented. Yes, it gets back to Jalen Hurts and how well the quarterback plays. You know, I, I, I've heard so much about Milata, too, the offensive tackle. You know, yesterday, Baldy said that he could be the best offensive tackle in the National Football League. So maybe through the 4-11-1 and 11 and 1 season last year, Mike, you know, there was a silver lining here. Like you were just saying, some of the guys, they were able to play more people and get more depth. Because I yep. said this one, I thought one of the deficiencies going into this year, Mike, was going to be depth. Baldy, and I'm guessing you were saying the same thing, that no, last year probably created depth. Is that maybe a silver lining from a year ago? That is exactly right. I thought Jack Driscoll was really good last year. And one of the things they're doing with him this season in the preseason, they're cross-training him. Not only does he play the right tackle spot, now he's playing some a lot of guard. And they're trying to make sure that in the event, and you know, this is the National Football League. It's a battle of attrition. So guys are going to go down. So to make sure that I've got somebody that I'm comfortable with, that's talented enough to step in and play those roles, is what they've been doing. I love that part of what this what this organization is doing. Mike, do you believe that Jalen Hurts is an NFL quarterback? I'll take one step further. Yes, he's an NFL quarterback, but do you believe he can lead a football team? Yet to be seen, yet to be determined. And I haven't seen enough that I could say yay or nay to that, Dan. I think he's really talented. Um, I've seen inconsistencies, but I've also seen some great play out of him. Um, his ability to run the football, which is a big part of the National Football League these days. With the you know, When you watch how college football is affecting the NFL, and so many of these guys now with the ability to move around and run, uh, to extend plays, he does all of that. But the question is, can he stand in the pocket and deliver? When you need him to just stand in the pocket and be the quarterback, that can just be a distributor, like a point guard. Many times, that's what you need your quarterback to do. That's what, who you need your quarterback to be. Now, when he proves that he can do that, then I can give you a definite yes. But to me, I haven't seen enough to go one way or the other on that. Mike, um, it's a different NFL than when you play. Guys could mug you at the line of scrimmage, and you had to fight your ass off to get down the yep. sidelines. Today, you can't touch these receivers targeting rules are out there. So it probably favors a lot of these receivers coming out of college, like Devontae Smith. And I'll ask you, he's great in space. I saw what he did at the SEC and what he did at Alabama. Yeah. There's not that type of space though, when you're in the NFL to make your moves and stuff. I mean, really these things, they go from barn doors to portholes for right. you to be precise and running exact routes. Give me your assessment so far of him, because again, I think if he's in traffic, we could have a different conversation. If he's in space, I think he's electric. Am I yeah, fair? I agree with that. Um, but one of the things that I see from him is that he has the ability to create the space. I've watched guys at the line of scrimmage trying to get hands on him, and his feet are so good. He's very elusive at the line of scrimmage. And when you're able to do that and they miss when they're trying to get their hands on you at the line of scrimmage, then they're at your mercy when you're a wide receiver. And um, he is slight. If they get their hands on him, yeah, he could be at, at a disadvantage. But I think he's so good at 
getting off of pressure. I think he's so good at running routes and understanding um, that he's not a strong guy that's going to muscle you, but he has the feet and the quickness and the awareness as a wide receiver to put you in a position where he can use leverage and get away from you. I think the kid is fantastic. I understand the concerns about the size um, and they're legitimate concerns, but I think the kid's fantastic. Merrill Reese, we had him on a couple weeks ago. He said in the 50-plus years covering the Eagles, he says he's never seen anything like it where a guy is as electric as that. And I agree with everything. Oh, 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 Merrill Reese said that? (laughs) No, my partner, he never saw me play? I was like, just what about what about your boy Quick and Carmichael? Those guys were tremendous football players. I mean, Merrill, I love Merrill there. No, I I I completely get what he's saying though, that the kid is fantastic. And I I think he's gonna be a great pro. I'm looking forward to watching him. And the in the entire group of receivers, I think it's a really good, young, talented group. There many people are talking about, well, I think they should bring in a veteran wide receiver so that they have somebody to model. I don't agree. I think that this is a good young bunch. I, I, I think I'll enjoy watching them grow together and get the experience that they need and just become talented pros. Mike, I think the one other thing that you look at, and as you know, the quarterback has to be essential in getting the football to those guys. Yes. The offensive line has to be able to block for those guys, but the quarterback's got to rely on the head coach or the play caller to be able to put these guys in positions to be successful as well. And so would we also add that as a dynamic into the development of the wide receiving core and the quarterback is the development of Nick Sirianni. It's one thing to be a coordinator, Mike, as you know, but then when you got to put the main headset on and you got to deal with everything going on, that transition is a little bit more tougher than what people think it is going from coordinator to head coach. That's got to play into the dynamic. No. Yeah, there's no question. And I do believe, you know, Sean Stitchum, he's the offensive coordinator, but it's mainly Nick Sirianni. Um, There has to be a learning curve, you know, for him to be a first year head coach um, and all of these guys that are in new positions. And there's nothing wrong with being in a new position because we all have to get a start somewhere. And I think they're talented enough to be successful in what they're doing, but there's a learning curve. And, um, I'm hoping that, that it's not a, a big curve, but because the national football league, they're not going to wait for you to get better. So hopefully these guys sooner than later will figure it out. And when they're going up against these smart coaches that know how to change, not just at halftime and give you different things, but from series to series, change what they do, completely scrap what they do and show you different things. They have to be able to handle that. They had the practices with the um, the New England Patriots last week. First day, everything went great for the Eagles. Defense was killing the Patriots and everything. You know, they looked great. The very next day, Bill Belichick scrapped everything that they were doing, put in a whole different set of plays the next morning in the walkthrough, and ran a completely different offense at them. You have to be able to make those type of adjustments when the smart guys in this league are able to throw that type of curveball at you. Couple last questions for you here, Mike. Um, you know, you know as well as I do. When you go from, I went from Tom Landry to my college coach and Jimmy Johnson when yep. they got into Dallas, and it was a completely different mentality. There was energy in the room. 
I know we didn't have a very good year that first year, one and 15, but still there was a different energy, but we also had to put down things that we were comfortable with, with, with coach Landry. And I'm kind of putting a comparison into this. There was a lot of success with Doug Peterson, a lot of success with him. And a lot of the veteran guys are kind of maybe set in their ways, but now there's a new energy in the building and Nick Sirianni and his group. How's that transition going? Because as you know, this, you don't want guys whispering in corners in this. Are they all on board with Nick where I'm going here with this? Well, I think you almost have to be when you're a player and at least give the guy a chance. And I think in giving Nick Sirianni a chance, an opportunity, I think you find a really good guy when you do that. And I think you find a very smart guy in terms of his football knowledge when you do that. I think you find a guy who's very driven in the way that he does things. And he has a real, he has a great way about him. I, I, you know, I wanted to hold judgment, but I like the guy. I like conversation with him. I like how football smart he is. I like his energy. There's so many things that, that to me are likable about the guy. And I have to add this in. He was also a wide receiver. So I got love for the, <laughs> I got love for the guy because he played my position. But I do believe that the veteran guys, they're buying into what he's selling. And right now, everything just looks like it's on par. Everything looks like it's going well. Um, and even the def- on the defensive side, Jonathan Gannon, the, the defensive coordinator, I was talking to him one day, and he mentioned something. Oh, oh, he had he had made a call on the second day when they were practicing against the Patriots, and he real he realized that the call was wrong, and he put his guys in a tough position. In the film room, the very next day, he apologized. He got in front of the guys and apologized that, hey, I messed up there. I should not have. This is what I should have done. Dude. That sort of stuff goes a long way with those veteran guys. They they know that he knows what he's doing, but then when you do something and it's questionable, you own it. You stand up in front of the guys and you own that. I just think that the way they've gone about things, I think it goes a long way with so not just the veteran, but these young guys that are learning their way in the National Football League. Mike, finally here, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be vague in the question and how I'm asking, but I know you'll know where I'm going here. You know, there's there's criticism publicly, and maybe because you're around the team every day. Um, you know, you always hear this, and you hear this in Dallas. There's too many cooks in the kitchen Yeah. when it comes to preparing for a Sunday. I know Doug Peterson very well. And when you have upstairs and you have upper management involved in game day rosters and group settings and all that stuff, it can become – a problem for a head coach on who's going to play on Sunday and who's not. Is yep. that media myth or is there something to that where there's sometimes with Philadelphia, and this may have been why it unraveled at the end here a little bit for Doug Peterson, just too many cooks in the kitchen. Is it a fair criticism or is it a media criticism that's fake news? No, I think it's a fair criticism. I think that um, the bosses of this team are involved in, Quite honestly, I don't know if I wouldn't be if I if I owned a team. You know, if, when I'm king, I make the rules, and so <laughs> and so. Um, yeah, it's part of what you deal with when you're head coach in Philadelphia. I think that you know, it's you have to be in conjunction with the management, upper management, because they're involved in the decision making, and that's just a a fact of uh, being a head coach in Philadelphia. It just quite honestly is. 
Mike, my friends right now are debating Dick Vermeil on Hall of Fame status. And <laughs> I was talking to Rick Goslin as early as this morning, and there's a push to make him a pro football Hall of Fame. Just your closing thoughts on, on Dick Vermeil potentially being a Hall of Fame football coach. So I'm glad that Dick is in the final balloting, in that final group. And um, I, I, you know, I was there for Harold Carmichael's ceremony just a couple of weeks ago, and it was such a great time. But, um, God, there were certain things that I just hated about being there. I couldn't find a good hotel. And I had <laughs> a hotel. And, 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 I said, and I said, you know what? I don't think I'm ever coming back to this town. But. If and when Dick Vermeil goes in, I have to go back because he means that much to me. I think he should be a Hall of Famer. I think he's contributed uh, well more than enough to the game to be in that league, in that class of the guys who will be enshrined and, and will be a part of pro football mortality forever in perpetuity. Absolutely. Mike, I can't tell you how I appreciate you taking time and finding time for us here. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. And I love listening to you and Merrill on the call, calling those Eagle games over these decades. It's been really a lot of fun listening to you guys. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you very much, Dan. Enjoy being with you, buddy. You got it. That is the great Mike Quick, part of the broadcast team from the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll get to all your comments. Let me see where we are here now. As you could see at the top of the hour, I was carrying things here. All right, so we're going to get to all of your thoughts. By the way, if I missed any of them, please repost them. We'll go through your questions. I ended on the Chargers. And by the way, right now we're sitting at four and five. We'll pick up because we're talking about the Eagles schedule going into the 2021 season. We'll do the Cowboys tomorrow. We're going to stay in the NFC East. We'll pick it all up when we come back. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. 
IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Silio. It's great to catch up with Mike Quick. Tommy, California, uh, we had him scheduled one other time, and power went out. <laughs> don't ask me. I don't know. Yeah, I probably just jinxed myself, right? Don't worry, Gavin. I sent my recall ballot in. How you doing? Anyway, no politics, I promise. Appreciate it. By the way, if I missed your, your question, please repost it here. What we're doing is anytime you guys, because listen, I could talk about a lot of things, but if you don't want to care what the hell I'm talking about, I want to know what you guys want us to talk about. That helps us out a lot when it comes to content. It was great catching up with Dave Wanstad from Fox Sports and also our friend Mike Quick. Mike Quick's not sold. So two guys today are not sold on Jalen Ertz. Guy who calls the games. Dave says he's not sure. And how about Mike Quick? Mike Quick just said he's not sure that Jalen Hurts is a bona fide starting quarterback in the NFL. See, and and know this, guys. Mike's not throwing shade on the Eagles. He's just being honest here. By the way, A. Dillard asked me a question here. Can Devontae Smith hold up in the NFL physically? I think today's NFL, he can. I do because, again, when Mike played, you got to remember something when Mike played. You can mug these receivers, chuck them down the line of scrimmage. You know, you can knock them on their ass, five-yard rule. Can't do that anymore. Plus the targeting rules. Okay, you, you, you do not have an ability to go after these guys. But I always tell people this. Now what we're adding a 17th game to, watch this. You know what I'm doing here? I'm taking this and just like this. Pretend this is the hits, and this is your knee. Practice. Week four. Week eight. Week 12. Now you're starting to get past your college time. And trust me, when you play 13 college football games and you're getting up near 14 and 15, 
that becomes a factor. You're tired. Your body's out of gas. You're not conditioned for 20 games, counting exhibition football. And what I'm doing is I'm hitting his knee. Can he take it? 17 games, 10 years. When is his light going to go out? When does that pilot light go out on that knee? Okay? So I, I don't know if he can if he can withstand that. That's going to be a big issue. Muhammad says there's not enough to be sure on, Jalen. You're right. You know, anytime that you say anything right now on Jalen Hurts, it really is an opinion. You know, because like you said, well, Arizona looked great. Well, he looked horrible in that Washington game. So I'm with you on that. Okay? I, I, I am. I mean, anything you say right now, on both sides of the aisle, though, on both sides of the aisle, what we're doing here is, this is really, see, that's why when you go into a season, watch this, Tom Brady in the box, you're pretty sure what you're getting. Same thing when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers or if Seattle and Russell Wilson. All the bona fide, surefire comments about the, because the quarterback position is solidified. Let me let me continue here. We stopped at the Chargers game when it came to the upcoming season for the for the uh, for the Eagles, and we stopped and they're four and five, believe it or not, after the Charger game. The Charger game. Dan, I, I said that they're not beating the Chargers. Chargers have one of the best rosters in the NFL. Justin Herbert, in my opinion, is going to be an MVP candidate. There is such a great-looking group of young quarterbacks in the league now. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray. There is a boatload of kids in the league now that you're really looking at going like this. Wow, the league is in really great hands. I mean, if Deshaun Watson can ever get that stuff behind him, he's another one of these young kids. Talking about a 25-year-old superstar. They're littered everywhere. Patrick Mahomes. My God, I forgot him. Look at all these great young quarterbacks. You think Jalen Hurts is one of those guys? Okay. So we we did put an L and we hung an L on the Eagles for the Chargers. At Denver, I know many of you are going like this. Well, that's a win for the Eagles. Well, let me say this to you here. Have you ever played at Mile High? It's a thing. Going to that altitude, it's a thing. Okay? It's a thing. They're pretty good on defense. Judy can catch the ball. Okay? He's a good weapon. Drew Locke's knocked the quarterback now. And Teddy Bridgewater, that's... I agree, Joey. It's, I think it's going to be a good football game. I think I think this is going to be a good football game. However, I personally think the Eagles have it, – it's on the road. This is a really tough one to pick. Okay? I got to think this is a loss. I think you lose this Denver game. Not a, It's one of the best home field advantages in the National Football League. So right now you're four and six. You're still in it. You're still in it. And I'm talking the NFC East. New Orleans. I got to tell you, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm a fan 
I'm a fan of Jameis Winston. And now he's got better coaching. He's got better coaching. And I think this Saturday is supposed to name a starting quarterback. Um, I don't think they're as good as they were once on defense. I think that offensive line has lost some components in the O-line in New Orleans. You don't have Mike Thomas. Michael Thomas is not playing until, what, week seven? Oh, we're kind of there right now, but is he going to be ready to play in an NFL game by the time the Eagles get a hold of him? He's probably right around that time. Mike Thomas will probably come back. But who's the starting quarterback? It's not going to be Tyson Hill. So I would say this to you. It's at home, too. I think the Eagles beat New Orleans at home. So look where you are now. And by the way, I want you all to understand something here, what I'm doing. I'm not talking about whether or not you are the one. I'm talking about your roster. I want to reiterate that again here. Okay? Just Mike says, Eagles beat New Orleans. Okay? I think you do, too. I think they're going to go through a massive transition. Okay, I think they're going to go through massive transition when it comes to not having Drew Brees in that huddle. That's got to be a dynamic. Now we go to another divisional foe here. We go to the Giants. What do people think of the Giants? We're going to do the Cowboys tomorrow. What do you think of the Giants? I don't believe in their quarterback. I just don't believe in their quarterback. Um. Daniel Jones hasn't shown me anything. Now, will Saquon Barkley add to the dynamic that that will help his development because there are hopefully going to be more situations where they're going to be third and short? Hey, and for the record, I tell everyone this. The Eagles' rival is not the Cowboys. It's not the Cowboys. Don't let anybody ever tell you that. Cowboys are your rival? The Giants are your rival, man. Always has been, always will be. You are in the conversation where it's Giants and Eagles, baby. Giants and Eagles. Giants. Cowboys. I love how the Cowboys always kind of like try to throw themselves. Hoss, you're brand new on the scene. You came in in 1960. Okay. Eagles and Giants have been playing football when there was no face mask. Give me a break. Tell them me. Every time I, I, seriously, every time I hear people go, well, you know, the number one rival for the Eagles is the Dallas Cowboys. I'm like, no, it ain't. Who told you that? Okay. Personally, I think it's in New York. I'm going to tell you this. This is going to sound crazy. I just got through saying that I'm not a real big fan of what the Giants are doing. I think their defense is pretty decent. They can run the ball, but I think you lose this game. I think I think the Eagles split with another team here. You're five and seven. Now you have the Jets. You stay in New York for the Jets. I don't think the Jets have anything. This kid Zach Wilson looks pretty decent. Okay, I do. I I. I think this kid, Zach Wilson, looks like he can make all the big throws. Okay, I, I, I like the kid. He's not quite as immature as Johnny Manziel or a Baker Mayfield. 
Uh, there's kind of like a smallness to him in the pocket. But I would say this to you. He's good, but the people around him aren't very good. You win this game. So look at this. You're six and seven right now. And you're coming into the home stretch here, and you're going into week 15 of the NFL season. And you're six and seven. Holy cow. <laughs> the Jets always lose the they do, don't they, man? Hang on though, man. TH 0 and 11. You don't you you mean the Jets are 0 and 11, right? Holy cow, the Eagles are 0 and 11 versus the Jets. <laughs> Say here. Now you got Washington. I think Washington is the best team in the division. Um, this is week 15, too. And we're coming down. These are all going to be pretty much divisional games as you come down a stretch run here. Man, Washington's got a good front four. They got great linebackers. They're good on defense. Okay. Oh, they're 11-0. and Okay, good. Okay. At home, I'm going to say this. The Eagles run their record now to 7-7. Seven and seven. So, in week, in week 13, excuse me, in week 13, because then the bye is right after that, Jets, you get you you get your record to six and seven. Then coming out of the bye, you get Washington and you're seven and seven. Wow. Then you have the Giants at home. This is this is shaping up differently than what I Krause's been telling me. Krause's been telling, you know what? I got a lesson yesterday by Baldinger. And I'm I'm actually, you know what? It's funny when I write things out in front of me here. Because again, I'm going on roster. Obviously, things can change here because of injuries. So you have the Giants at home. That makes you eight and seven. Holy cow. Eight and seven coming out of week 16. Then you got Washington at Washington. We all agree a split. Oh my God, you're not going to believe this. January 9th, it comes down to Dallas. And the Eagles I have at eight and eight going into the Dallas game. Holy, I'll do it. Shit. Are you kidding me? And it's in Philly at the link. That will probably be, if this plays out the way it is. Joey B, no freaking way. If the Eagles win eight games, I'll do a beer bong on YouTube. <laughs> hey, hey, Joey, I may have to hold you to that too because I said the same thing. I thought this was a five-win football team. Okay, I'm just looking at the rosters here. Just Mike says, yeah, let's go, nine and eight. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You think you're beating Dallas? And the greatness of Jerry Jones in the final game, it's at the link, right? Yep. 
So you end the season with this. Washington, Giants, Washington, Dallas. Hey, I got to think about this here for a second. Yes, Dan, we will beat Dallas. Of course you think. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, eight and eight going into the final game of the year in week number 18. Amen. One of the, this could be for the division title. Am I right when I say that? It's in South Philly last game. <laughs> Shit. You're not sweeping Washington. Come on, TH. You ain't sweeping Washington. No way. You're not that good where you could sweep Washington. Dallas, Muhammad said it just now. Do I think Dallas will choke artists? Well, let's add this up for a second here about the Cowboys. Okay, we're going to do the Cowboys tomorrow too. GW says you beat Dallas. Come on, man. You were four and 11 and one last year. What was Dallas though, right? <laughs> they didn't have Dak though. Are Dallas choke artists? Hell, Joe Flacco's got more wins than the Cowboys in the last 20 years. Do you know that? Joe Flacco has more postseason wins on his resume than the Dallas Cowboys do. Do you, do you know that? Flacco, that dude, in the last 20 years, Joe Flacco has more wins than Dallas. Birdman, Dan, get that Dallas crap out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They always will. Dallas blows. Ten wins? Come on, man. We ain't no ten-win team. Holy cow. You sound like some of those guys that Howard Eskin deals with and beats with a stick on his radio show. Dude, Joe Flacco, 10-5 and five playoff record. 9-8. and eight. I'll tell you what, Muhammad, you're dead right. Muhammad brings a great point up here. Hey, by the way, Krause, highlight what Muhammad just said here. It's a great one here. Would you be – this is a great topic. Would you be happy with 9-8? and eight? Would Eagle fans in a transition year from Carson Wentz and a new head football coach. Would you guys be okay with nine regular season wins? Dude. No way. Come on, man. You're getting greedy now. You're not a 10-win team. You're not a 10-win team. Okay? For a first-year head coach, nine wins? Guy that shows you uh, Joey Chestnut motivational, like, hot dog eating reels so to get your guys motivated? Well, you take the bread like this, and you take the bread, okay, and you open it. And by the way, ketchup and mustard always are a priority on a hot dog at a football game. All the communists in California don't like ketchup on a hot dog. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Ketchup on a hot dog at a football game is essential. 
And they go, no, it's mustard. I go, mustard on a hot dog. I get it. It's okay. I understand that. But you see, back east, you have ketchup and saturated in ketchup. Saturated. Then you put them on your fries. Oh, kraut, man. Oh, man, those are great. See, that's all that East Coast stuff. I love it. I'm from the East Coast, as you can tell. Any A. Dillard says anything over seven wins is overperforming for the Eagles. Dude, you win nine ball games this year. I mean, I can't believe I added that up like that. Giant Stadium, brown mustard only. Man, I love hot dogs. You know, here I've been to the link. Let me think. Ken says ketchup, mustard, relish, sauerkraut. I've been to the link. Let me think. One, two, three, four times. Army Navy games. Army Navy games, man, fantastic. By the way, those those sweets. My cousin has a corporate suite there at the link. I don't. Hey, when Big Seals goes to the link and I go to a Philadelphia game, okay, I sit in the booth. You think I'm sitting out there freezing my fat ass off? Not happening. Plus, you get all the beer nuts and you get people and all the beer in there. Big Seals like it. I don't. <laughs> right? Maybe. Maybe, Muhammad. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, wouldn't that be great? Get a couple guys to go to like the link for a for a football game. Oh, hey, what we'll have you have to do is do this. Send an email to Krause and tell the Krauses to get <laughs> a corporate suite for the big sales listeners here on the National Football Show. Okay? Tell them we need a 20-seater. <laughs> These guys, these guys got like, um, these guys got like winter homes in the Hamptons next to Don Lamont. Okay, I mean, every time I'm talking to Krause, he he's like at the Hamptons, and and, and the dad's in Monaco or something. Uh, yeah, Dan, I'll get back with you here. I'm on this, my 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 sailboat. I got to pull the, the the sails down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey man, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, Dan, if we get if we win nine games, is Jalen your starter going forward? Great question again, GW. That's a great question. You know, would you be happy? <laughs> uh, let me see. Hold on here. Let me see here. I'd be thrilled with nine wins for the Eagles this year. Okay? I'd be thrilled. GW brings an even bigger point up. Do you think nine win? Wait a minute. GW, I'm going to take it further here. Let me ask you this. Would nine wins be enough to make Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback for the Eagles for the next five years? Would you give him a contract extension? Or would they be too shy after what happened with Wentz? This, if, if he wins nine games as a starting quarterback this year, 
that guy's gonna that guy's gonna be in a conversation. He won't be. He'll be in the top ten for MVP. Jalen Hurts elevates his game. You win nine games. You win the NFC East. Is that enough for Howie, the owner, and Sirianni to go like this? Just Mike says, number of wins doesn't matter. Oh, I think I think amount of wins. Depends if he goes to the playoffs. Hoss, nine wins is a lot. I, I did not have expectations that that football team would win nine games this year. No way. And I, I'm looking at it right now. By the way, I'm still at eight and eight. I haven't decided if I'm doing the Dallas Cowboy deal yet. I've got to have a little bit more convincing from you guys for me to sit here and believe that they beat Dallas in the final game. It is at the link. I should post that picture with me at the link on my Twitter page at Dan Cilio show. It's in the snow too. It was really great. It was snowing. It was Philly. I was doing my show at the convention center. Does it sound right? I was there at the convention center and it was really awesome. I think it was a Marriott right across from the convention center. Right. And, um, I broadcast there all the time. Did Cilio bet with Krauss? That's not happening yet. Okay. That I, 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 I told you, man. Okay. I gotta, I, I, I gotta work on a score yet. Oh, I did. Did I really Mike? Oh man. Shit. I might have to renege on that one, Mike. Eight and eight. Do I give that to the Cowboys? I did. I said earlier you would lose that earlier game, didn't I? Because it was in Dallas, right? Okay. You're nine and eight. See, I think Washington wins 10 games, though. Alexis. The context of those nine games is what matters. If Hertz is winning games and he's missed a franchise moving forward, if he's just a guy on a surprisingly good team, that's different. You're dead on. You're dead on. You're dead on. If you can upgrade the position by finding somebody else in the room, that can move the chains that you think could be a better, like, how about this? To that point, okay, if if Jalen Hurts wins nine games, how many games would Deshaun Watson win if he was able to be brought in to Philadelphia? If everything gets rectified, how many games do you think that Deshaun Watson wins? 12? You, he's, he's 10 times the player that Hurts is. Okay, but again, would Philadelphia want a guy like that? Hey, man, you had Michael Vick in the house. And for the record, I'm friends with Michael Vick. Hang on, Mike. You had Vick. Okay, you had Vick. Vick did time in Leavenworth. And I'm friends with Michael Vick. Dev, over 500. Yeah, I would be happy with nine and eight. And it hurts should stay. 
Dev, you're right. I think that would be put into serious consideration that they would move forward with him unless they could land Watson. And don't, don't, don't do that with Watson. Because like I said, you know, I've known Michael Vick a long time. Michael Vick has done really a lot when it comes to revamping his reputation. And I am a gigantic fan of his. Do I ever forgive him? No, because I'm an animal person. All right. But the way I saw it, unless you guys think differently, I thought the Philadelphia Eagle fans embraced him. Did you not embrace Michael Vick? Why wouldn't you embrace Deshaun Watson? You really don't have any idea yet what these cases are because most of them are civil. A. Dillard has the Washington team as his dark horse in the NFC. You're right. We definitely embraced Fick. Ah. He's right. Birdman's right. Birdman is right. When Vic came into the league, we were more tolerant of things, were we not? I mean, think about it for a second. Remember Jay Leno who used to do The Tonight Show? That guy made a career on Asian jokes. You couldn't do that today. You could never have opening monologues ripping Asians like he did. I never got over that. But then again, I never thought he was funny. I was a Letterman guy. Remember, he used to do all that stuff. Okay, you're dang right. It's a different world today. People are less tolerant of things. Okay, that's a great point. GW said, yes, I like Vic. Okay, I mean, I think the point, though, I think the point is what Muhammad just said. We live in a softer society today. You know, I always tell people this. Look. Not to get preachy on you here. But racism in this country is perpetuated by the people in Washington, D.C. They keep it alive. Think about it when you're a kid. You don't know the difference between a black and white kid. You just know he's your neighbor. What happens over the years, we're conditioned to think that way. And we're conditioned to have people tell us the difference between black and white. We're conditioned. We're raised differently. And society raises us differently. That's why I tell people this. One of the greatest things on the planet is me being in a locker room. I got to tell you guys a quick story here. And I'll tell you this too, okay? This is important for all you guys. I want you to know this. I went to school, Stanford Catholic. You know how many black folks we had in our school? We had one. I get down to the University of Miami. Jimmy Johnson puts me in a quad with three other black guys. I went to coach and went, coach, you know. He goes, what? One of them was Jerome. This guy. My running mate. Eagle legend. He goes, shut up. Jerome takes me. I go to Brooksville. We become best friends. It's the greatest education I ever got in my life. I'm dealing with human beings and people and people I love to this day. I so miss that guy. Racism. Hey, man, Jerome Brown was the greatest. Do you know 
that when he was a rookie and I was a rookie, he invites me up to Brooksville, Florida. Google this. Hey, Sills, I need you. All right. Jerome needs me for something. I'm up there. It was a party. We're walking down the street of Brooksville, Florida. I see these clans members walking towards us. I looked over at Jerome and I go, are you, what are you doing? My owner is a racist. You Culverhouse is a racist, man. He sees me up here. He goes, oh, what? I go, holy crap. Dude, I don't need this. You know who you Culverhouse is? He threw Doug Williams, who, by the way, was on the show a couple weeks ago. One of my dearest friends. You know what he's going to say to me. He goes, I need you. Okay. Jerome ended up breaking up this Ku Klux Klan rally. He was playing with the Eagles. He breaks his Ku Klux Klan rally up. We're sitting around drinking beers with Klan's guys that Jerome brought together. That guy was a leader. That guy didn't take any shit from anybody. That guy is, you know, I've been asked, compare him to somebody. He would be the football version of Charles Barkley. He would be like Charles Barkley. Birdman, hey, man. I'm up there. You should have seen. I go, I had never seen a clan dude before. I'm from Connecticut. What the hell did I know? Aristocratic Connecticut. Hey, Italian. Aristocratic Italians are in Connecticut. You know all I can say to you, right? <laughs> I I had never, I'd never seen a Confederate flag before until I got to Florida. Only in like, like uh, history books. I didn't know anything like that. And, and, and I, I'm there. I'm like going like this. My eyes are, I'm like, I had no idea. Just Mike, racism won't die because our politicians keep it alive. They really do. They perpetuate it every single day on us. That's why I say this to you. How about this, guys? You show up to Lincoln Financial, and you're sitting in that stadium, and you're booing or you're cheering the Eagles or you're booing against the team they're playing against. You don't look over at the person next to you and ask them about their political or religious convictions. You're going like this. What we're doing right now. What do you think of Hurts? You think he's good enough? This guy wins eight, nine games. He's got to be the future, right? We don't sit around going like, the only people that do that are politicians that teach that critical race theory. Now, by the way, do I think we have to make sure that everybody gets an opportunity in life to reach the dreams that they want? Absolutely. Including women. You know, I say this to everybody, and I will continue to say this to everybody. You know, the greatest thing about an NFL locker room or a locker room in general, you can always do this, man. I, I, don't, I don't want a black coach as my head coach. I want the right coach as my head coach. And if that's Mike Tomlin, awesome, who's my favorite coach. I love Tomlin. Tomlin's the greatest person I've ever seen in front of a mic. I love it. Love it. I, what, I just love Mike Tomlin. Ma, ma, you imagine if Mike Tomlin ever got fired in Pittsburgh? 
If he ever got fired in Pittsburgh, he'd probably be out of work two seconds, right? Two seconds. Okay, so you guys convinced me. I'm going to put nine. I can't do it. You're not a nine-win team. You're not a nine-win team. Idiots in D.C. Thank you. Check. You don't really think you're a nine-win team, do you? Nine wins. Nine and eight. Man, if Jalen Hurts is nine and eight, you got to name a new award for him. Comeback player of the year. I don't know. Whatever. What the hell ever you want to name him. Inspirational leader. That would be a lot of wins for doing this. For how about Sirianni? How about this? Would we not agree if Sirianni gets nine wins, he's NFL Coach of the Year? Okay, Urban Meyer ain't getting nine wins with that shitty roster in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he is not. Just Mike. How about eight, eight, and one? <laughs> you want to throw another tie in? I hate that tie. Four eleven and one from a year ago. Is that what you want to drop another? You can't drop another tie in. Oh man, Reggie White was the best. You guys want to hear a Reggie White story? This is the craziest story on the planet. Jerome told me it. You want to hear this story? Eight Diller says I have the Eagles six or seven wins. So does Vegas. Sounds right. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this Reggie White story. This is when he was in Philly. <clears throat> this is going to sound. I know you guys have never heard this. Okay. And this is really creepy and freaky. Not creepy. It's freaky. It's really. It's really, really. Reggie White. Now, if any of you have ever bumped into him, Reggie White is one of the coolest and friendliest people you will ever had the privilege of shaking a hand of a man. By the way, he reminded me a lot of Leroy Salmon over here, my dear friend. Leroy Salmon's one of the greatest defensive ends that ever played the game. And he was just a superior man. Leroy was one of my top three friends. See? Willie signed a jersey for me. Gave it to me here. I love Leroy, man. I miss him desperately, too. Another guy that was a dear friend of mine gave me that when I signed with the Bucks because he knew. That's why I wore 93. He had 93 when he was in college, and I wore – he had 93 when he was at Oklahoma, and I wore 93 in college and pros. So Reggie White, Jerome said that they would go on the road, and all of a sudden Reggie would start doing this. Watch this. This is a true story. He would start talking Latin in his sleep. Jerome goes, Reggie would do this for about 20 minutes. He would just start talking Latin. Reggie didn't know Latin. I'm like, Jerome, come on. I go, no. And then Seth Joyner told me. They're sitting out there. And they just got done with their team meeting. They were on the road. Reggie would start doing this. Seth Joyner and Jerome Brown, they told me this story. I'm going like, get the – is this guy talked into tongues? And he's like, yeah. 
Reggie was so religious. I'll tell you what, I'll never forget going to Jerome's funeral. And Reggie got up there and started, started preaching. And he lost his best friend. I still to this day believe that if Jerome doesn't die, Reggie stays in Philly his entire career. Yeah. And then when we had to close the casket of Jerome, we all took our ties off. Chris Carter, everybody on that, um, Clyde Simmons, everybody. We all threw it in the back. We all threw it in the casket and we said our goodbyes to him. Randall Cunningham was there. Who was that running back that they had? I forget the running back that they had that was in Philadelphia during that time, during Gang Green. Damn. I think Andre Waters was still alive. I think Andre was still alive during that time. All right. So, okay, we're going to do the Cowboys tomorrow. Actually, who would who, – let's do Washington. Wilbur Montgomery, I think that was a little before – just Mike, I, I I think that that was like during the um, Jaworski days. I got to think, was it Mitchell? I got to I got to I got to remember. By the way, let's do Washington tomorrow because that's the team that I think, to me, I think has the lead when it comes to winning the East. Okay, little short step guy, yeah. So we'll let's do Washington tomorrow. Then we'll do Dallas after that. Yeah, we'll do that because I can't – you guys convinced me. Nine wins? Come on, man. I'm still going to have to sleep on this here. I really am. Hey, I appreciate everybody coming aboard. I love you guys, man. This is really great now, what we found here. You guys are content each and every single day. Look, I throw a boatload of stuff. I got a crap load of stuff still to hit on as we get into the NFL's final preseason week. Great stuff as always. Don't forget, I got a national show at night, too, my radio show. Check me out on my Twitter, at Dan Cilio Show. Krause, great stuff. Big Joe, we appreciate it. Don't forget, if you missed any of the show, we had Mike Quick today and Dave Wanstead. Go over to the Jacob Media channel, the National Football Show. Share it, like it. We really appreciate it. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern. We'll catch you on the flip side. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.